Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN News, presented by Progressives. Uh, Jeff, how you doing this morning? Giants got to win! Oh, the Giants and the Yankees won last night. Wear me out with the Giants. (laughs) Here we go. Squeaked out a win. Signed Joe Judge to a 20-year contract. No, I'm joking. Slow down. Squeaked out a win. The Giants really have two wins. They just got credited for one because they beat Washington. Looked at as a Giants fan. It wasn't all Okay. I mean, still, don't even put yourself in in your team in that position. That doesn't happen. No, I mean, there's so much to get into today. Of course, the lead story is... Terrific Tom, Tom. Brady going back to Foxborough. We'll get into it at some point. The Yankees, Aaron Judge, <laughs> and the Red Sox. <laughs> Evan Bristol's going to call it a playing game. But, I mean, the only difference technically is we call it the playoffs now. It's the same thing in 1978. Oh, 163rd game of the season. We're not going to do this on the air. In 1978, if the Red Sox, at when they lost... When the Red Sox lost no, no, Evan, to Fenway, they did not go to the playoffs. Yeah, but, yeah right. Technically, it was not it's a different. playoff season. It was not a postseason That's right. Technically, appearance. it's different. I just have one question for you, Evan, and then we really have to get to football. Max Keller, man. Why? You can't Why? help yourself. Game, one sixty, arguing with our game 163 <laughs> is being played at Fenway. That's all I need to say. No, Same no, thing as Evan. Okay, Max, now. No. Game now. Can be seen I'm on sorry, ESPN Evan, but we have things to Smoke him if you got him. Keyshawn. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Tell him, Evan. Tell him. On the Goodyear hotline. Um, okay, so. Wow. Max. Brady, that, that really what, just what, happened. What, what did Max, I know. He you, couldn't help himself. Like, not me. I just you and Evan just had a spat. On I, didn't, I didn't. Evan jumped on the Ma- mic. I didn't do anything. Max. Max. Yes. 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 In, in the future, mm-hmm. when the producer says, <laughs> don't say this, don't. Say, play <laughs> in say game. And then you I, decide to say it anyway. I, I Just, will but, but, ap- hear, hear I me out, Coach. qualified it. That's fine. Well, hear, hear me out, though. <laughs> when the producer says, mm-hmm. Max Kellerman, it's not called a play-in game, mm-hmm. then we just accept it and we move on because the producer is right. Valid now, point, when social media fires at the producer for being wrong, then we show to the producer, you're wrong. But until then, let him be right. That, that would be true if there weren't other circumstances. I can't spend all day on this, guys. We have to talk about football. Now, as much as you, Key and, Key and Evan want to talk about this. baseball, <laughs> Bill Belichick, I don't know if you heard about it. He's the Patriots head coach on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI. Listen. I think we're going to make it within a couple inches. Uh, yeah, next Makes a really consistent kicker. You know, it's been hitting the ball well. Hit that one well. Just you know, it's missed by a couple inches. Talking about the decision to go for it, fourth and three, right? So he he kicks the field goal. Is it go not to go for it? Kicks the field goal. Now here's the issue: it's a 56-yard field goal attempt in the rain, where if you are successful. There's almost a minute left. There's the better part of a minute left for Tom Brady mm-hmm. to just throw a couple completions and put them in field goal range. They're, you're going to lose that game, even if likely, even if you hit the field goal. Would you have gone for it fourth and three? Key. If I had the intel that Bill has on his kicker, probably so. But I don't know that I would have wanted to 
risk putting the ball back in Tom's hands when three yards to me isn't always the best way to look at things. They're stopping the run. I got a young quarterback. Preach. We haven't really been getting much yardage. What's my best fourth and three play? Like I need to, I need to see what's my best fourth. Could I run sprint right option? Could I run D go? Could I run two eighteen? Throw a hitch if he's there. Boom boom. Get rid of it. I don't have a quarterback where I could, If I had a Lamar Jackson, I'd give him a two way go. Here's what you do. If it's not there, pull it down. Go. This is an easier call for me. But given the fact that I got a sub-zero statue at quarterback and we're not running the ball well, I can't get a two-way go going. So my best option is probably to kick the 56 short Fourth and one, goal. does he go for it quarterback sneak? I probably would go for it fourth and one. It, 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 three it, yards it, is a long way, yep, man, because you're starting, even though it's 3J, it's probably really, depending on your play, if you turn around and hand the ball, back is six, seven yards deep. So he got to go all the way to the line of scrimmage, then pass the big dudes. So that might be eight, nine yards that he got to get. Everything that you're saying makes sense. It makes sense practically. It's just at that moment, you want to see Bill Belichick go for it. I know I wanted to see him go for it. It's just how big the moment was, the way Mac Jones had been playing. I understand you're not getting that much from your running game, but something about saying that, you know, hey, look, Let's take a chance, Mac. Like, let's be aggressive right here. You know, it, it, have I always given that kind of trust to my young quarterbacks? No, because we have a system. But here I am in this situation where we're playing against a, a guy who's won six Super Bowls here, just won one last year, and I actually want to go for the juggler. It would have been something interesting to see Bill entrust that in his rookie quarterback and Mac Jones and their play calling to allow something like that to occur. It does seem with Tom Brady, you're not kicking the 56-yard field goal. It's a 48-yard field goal. It's, you know, it's a little bit better. It was a tough spot for Belichick. Fourth and three, as Key said, that's you're a long if you three do, yards. If you even if you, but then again, if you don't and you go, it's tough. It's a tough spot. <clears throat> By the way, this also happened last night. Tom Brady passed Drew Brees to become the all-time passing uh, champion. But the way it happened, like this is the thing about the NFL that kills me because they want to get the calls right and everything. You never know. Wait, can I celebrate? Can I? What? So he throws the pass, completion. It's a record. Wait a minute. No, he just tied the record. No, he, he set the record. Can I celebrate yet or no? I didn't even – I mean, I knew he eventually got the record, but I didn't even see anything. I don't know if I blinked or if well, I. Well, they called a timeout. Got up. They were going to do something. I didn't see anything. I was just like. They I called they, a timeout. And you I thought know, they were going to do I thought it was going to be a nice little, you know, kind of like they did Drew Brees when he did it. And, but I guess not. They panned over to Drew Brees and <laughs> Drew was clapping and he went right back to the game. I'm like, all right, I guess, uh, I guess that's the celebration. I guess that's where we're at. Tom, yeah, it wasn't even a big, it wasn't even big like it should have been. Yeah. Then they thought he tied it. It was then they thought he was one yard. Then you look up at the actual record and he's four yards. He has, Here's the wow, question. What's going on? I want to play the Tom Brady sound, but it seems to me what we're identifying here is the way it happened yes. took all the drama out of that moment. Right. Like the moment was over and we never even got to celebrate it. Here's Tom Brady on setting the passing record after the game. I just think it's an amazing um, statistic and that so many people can share in it with me. So 
quarterback doesn't throw and catch. Quarterback can just throw it. And it's uh, yards, uh, passing yards have to be caught. So I just hope that everybody who caught passes from me over the years uh, just had a little smile on their face tonight, just knowing that they contributed to, you know, a very cool record. You can't help yourself, can no, you? No, he Keith? said that about catching and throwing and catching and throwing with one another. And he certainly didn't get all those records by himself. But we act like he won all damn six, seven Super Bowls by himself. Mm-hmm. Right? Ain't that the way we tee it up? I mean, we do it with Michael Jordan the same way. It's like, well, wait a minute, man. You know, there was some Teddy Bruskies on the on your team, you know? Speaking of which, speaking of whom, let's bring in former Patriot to this conversation, three-time Super Bowl champion Teddy Bruski joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Teddy. Max, Jay, Key, what's up, guys? What's how you doing? What up, bro? So, yeah. how late did you stay? How late did you stay at the game? Uh, no, I I, uh, I came home after the show on, oh. on Countdown. We were down at Gillette Stadium on the plaza. Oh, I wanted to get out of that circus. Oh, okay. So you didn't, you didn't <laughs> sit there. And I watched. Celebrate. I watched it at the house. Stayed up late. Uh, watched the post game pressers, things like that. But uh, I wasn't there for it. Oh, okay. So what was what was? Can you describe the atmosphere? Was it similar to other things you had? Oh, sorry, sorry. Right? No, you can't if you're not there. Clearly, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Could you describe the build up to the game, Teddy? Like, was it was it was it um, was the atmosphere in terms of the build up similar to other things you'd experienced? Uh, sure. That, I mean, you're not, you're not just build up of the game, Max, but like build up of the week and all of. Patriots fans all across New England sort of having the conflict of how they're going to feel, you know, and I think that was a lot of the big topics was how is Tom going to feel? How is Bill going to feel? The, 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 the handshake, the post game, all of that stuff in the fans. And uh, they wanted to show appreciation, but they also wanted to pr- show appreciation to the team. And I think one of the biggest cheers, if I, if I recognize my sons told me to, they were there was when Judon, when he sacked Brady. I mean, that's what they wanted to see too. So, I mean, I think they had their priorities straight. Um, they called it well in the game about how, hey, there's your appreciation, but now it's it's time to start booing and getting and getting on you because you don't play for the Patriots anymore. I think the Patriots fans had their priorities straight last night. Teddy, you was there pregame. Uh, you got a chance to see Mr. Kraft, and he was there, and, and you know others in inside the building that were Patriot employees or whatsoever. What sure, if you sure. could share at all? with us what Mr. Kraft told you about what he expected or what he was feeling? They, they have a special relationship. I think um, RKK and Tom, the, the relationship they have is, is basically like he, RKK considers him another son. And that's how, that's how strongly he feels about it. I mean, his Tom's whole family came up, they took care of him. They put him in a box. It's things like that. So there's a lot of, a lot of, emotions in terms of man i wish you were still here but we know how moving on was something that had to happen and mr Kraft still expressed like a desire to still win the football game and that was that was important for me he said it on the show when we had him on set with randy and i and i think mr Kraft still having that desire to even compete still for a championship without tom brady that's what i got from him uh talking with him offset Teddy, last night, you know, you hear all these stories about how, and you know this from playing so long, and all of us athletes do, like what your preparation is for big-time games. Well, all I heard over the last couple of days is how that preparation has been slightly different for Tom. You know, he typically comes out, 
warms up. He didn't do that yesterday. He stayed in the locker room. Robert Kraft comes and visits him before the game, has a conversation. Uh, the tribute video, the things that kind of incite, elicit emotion from players. How do you think he dealt with all of that leading into the game? Did you feel like he was pressing to begin the game at all? Yeah, I think it was, well, Tom's the emotional creature out of the two in terms of Bill Belichick or Tom Brady. I mean, he's the one that's going to feel. He's the one that, um, you know, over the course of his 20-year career, he evolved in terms of relationships and people and, and, and his, you know, his sort of priorities didn't shift, but they just expanded. You know, you get married, you have kids, you get to know people and all of that stuff. All of that's very important to him. Um, if you ask every teammate that he's ever played with, I mean, they'll express the, how, how they're, they're good their relationship is with him. And that's how special of an individual he is. So, of course, he's going to feel that going into this game. I mean, even the, I mean, the great quarterback that he is and the com- compartmentalizing everything is, is almost impossible to a point where you walk through the tunnel and you even know the security guards and everyone there as, as you know, almost I mean, probably a first-name basis, knowing Tom. So he had to deal with all of that. I know this is something that he wanted to just get over with, but I think definitely in the, in the early goings, you could see how he had something to deal with emotionally and mentally, and he eventually did, and then they, they ended up winning the game. But, yes, he had a lot to deal with emotionally. Teddy Bruschi, ESPN NFL analyst, three-time Super Bowl champion and former teammate of the great Tommy Brady and the New England Patriots. Um, Teddy, there's reports out there, obviously there it's true, that Bill Belichick had a, a post-game 20-minute or so meeting with Tom Brady in the visitor's locker room. What do you make of that meeting opposed to the reports that were out there that they never met in person prior to the 20-minute meeting? Yeah, that's um, that's something I didn't anticipate. Um, you know, Bill was always good at, you know, no matter who it was in terms of former players coming back or anything like that. I thought all that would happen was the post-game little quick hug that Bill gave Tom and they gave each other after the game. So I was surprised at that. But if I know if anything about how that went, I'm sure just maybe something in Bill said, this is finally a different situation and I need to go and talk to this man and express appreciation and just, just go have a conversation with him because 20 years is something exceptional and what we did together was exceptional. Hopefully that was it because you know, that's something that didn't happen before that point. So hopefully they had a little, you know, moment where they could just express appreciation for each other. And then the page now is formally, completely now just turned in New England. And I wish you were on our show before um, the game, Teddy, because I know you would have great insight to this, but I'll take it even though the game is over now. Uh, You were on the team when Bill Belichick traded Drew Bledsoe away to the Buffalo Bills. Um, and then you face Drew Bledsoe later on that season. When you look at it, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored 19 points on offense minus Gronkowski. What did Bill do defensively to put the pressure on Tom Brady, much like y'all did with Bledsoe in Buffalo? What I think Bill did and Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo, that sort of defensive staff, is make Tom think about how that he was going to win the game. 
and who he was going to have to have, uh, who was going to have to have the game to help him do it. And what they wanted him to think that it would be Leonard Fournette. And because I know they thought every handoff to Leonard Fournette is one less pass by Tom Brady or every handoff to Ronald Jones or every throw to a Leonard Fournette or a Ronald Jones. So make him figure out that that's their answer. And Fournette, credit to him, I mean, he still dropped a pass and still, you know, that's the usual, but still he, com- he, he completed that task, running the way he did, moving the chains the way he did, especially in the weather that it was. There were points where I thought, this is a Tampa team that doesn't want to play in this rain. And Mike Evans is dropping balls. They look like, oh, man, this isn't what we are expecting. The rain's coming down. But then the the mentality of Brady to just grind with that team and say, if I got to hand it off, I'm just going to hand it off because I really want to throw for 350 and I want to throw for four touches, but it's just not happening tonight. And that's the maturity of him and the like the 20-year experience to say, this is what they're giving me. I know what they were thinking now in meetings. Now we just got to do it. So that's what I think the plan was. Mm-hmm. And the plan almost came to fruition in terms of, you know, you miss a field goal. Do you go for it and fourth down? Those type of things. But that's the way, exactly the way the New England Patriots wanted that game to go. But Brady could realize that and said, takes his team and says, all right, let's run this football and just score because this one's going to be close. Talking to Teddy Bruschi, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. Teddy, I've been wondering about this all day because when people say the Patriots way, which one was it, Belichick or Brady? And, of course, it's both and guys like you and a whole, you know, over 20 years, right? But it does yeah. seem to me that what feels like magic or luck to fans, oh, why is it the Patriots field goal kicker always makes it and the other team bounces off the uprights? Why is the rule always enforced somehow? It favors the Patriots. All That seemed to travel with Tom to Tampa. Like last night, here are the Patriots, you know, fourth and three, 56-yard field goal. What do we do here? Is there, you know, how can you describe what it is that Brady – brings with him to a team that seems to put his teams in those better positions, even when it's by a little bit that seems to decide games. I don't know. Maybe it's the overall confidence everybody has and that faith that, well, we don't have to play outside of ourselves, but because we have the main position solidified and the, and the decisions will be, will be made right and be done well from that position that sort of confidence that everyone has in it. It's a different team, any team across the league. If you, you can see them play, if they have confidence in who's playing quarterback, that's evident. I mean, he knows that. I mean, if he has confidence in his quarterback, I mean, them routes are going to be, be crisper. You know, it's coming. You know where the ball is going to be accurate. Those type of things defensively from what I'm thinking about in terms of linebacker, uh, I know we'll get, We'll, get, we'll be in the game. So I make a couple big plays and take the ball away. We should be blowing people out. So maybe that's what it is. But still, there was that one fumble, Max, by Jacoby Myers that I thought was a fumble. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a call that the, the Patriots still got yesterday. But definitely, I would say the overall confidence that, that it, it, it brings that just having someone like Tom at the quarterback position from the entire team. Hey, Teddy, you know I had to get you last week on NFL Live, right? Did you see that? He did. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to pull out the old archives. We were going over. Oh. We were going over goal. We were going over uh, some blocking and this and that. And I was in goal line, 
in Foxborough, and Teddy was covering me. He was over me, but he was in looking in the backfield, and I leaked out for a cheap touchdown. And Teddy was, like, just chasing me. I was already in his zone. It was too late. But I had to get him because he called me a diva on one of the shows before. So I figured, all right, when I get my chance, I'm going to have to get him. What was I out there even near you for anyway? No, we were in go, we were in goal line. We were no, we were in goal line personnel. You know, it, you know, the receiver goes down and plays tied in, and you assume we were going to run the ball, and you got to looking in the backfield, being nosy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just looking for the run, man. <laughs> Teddy Bruschi, nice enough to come on the show, yes. break it all down for us. Has to get that as a parting shot. The great yes. Teddy Bruschi. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you, TB. We got history all all the way back to the Wildcat. There's a story. Great talking to you, fellas. All right. That's right, Key. That's right. That is history. That was Teddy Bruschi on the Goodyear Hotline. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Why Key says. Uh oh. We learn more about the Cowboys than any other team on Sunday. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which team had the most impressive win on Sunday? Bunch to choose from, Key. You said the Cowboys went over the Panthers. Was the game you learned the most about in terms of learning about any team? Why? 
Well, I think that we first of all, you let's just take it from a cowboy. I mean, from a Panther standpoint, I learned about them because there's no Christian McCaffrey. They look like a different damn football team. Uh, Sam Darnold looks not as bad, even close to what he was with the Jets, but he didn't look like the guy we saw when they were three and zero. He had some moments. He certainly had some moments that made you go, oh, "Okay, I, I, I get it. I, I like what he does." But he got two interceptions. You know, he rushed for a couple touchdowns, threw for a couple touchdowns. I got that part. If the Chris McCaffrey's in the game, maybe it goes different. Carolina's defense wasn't as stout against a potent offense like Dak Prescott and Amari and C.D. Lambs and mm. Cedric Wilson's. And I, every time the name Cedric Wilson, now? every time the name Cedric Wilson pops up, I keep thinking about the old San Francisco 49er, Cedric Wilson of about ten years ago. Um, you like their tight end key? Like the tight. I, let me. Uh, Schultz? Schultz. Okay. Yeah. Schultz, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know why I always want to say something different. Schwartz or something? Schwartz or yeah. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schultz. Oh. Totally burst onto the scene. Where did they find him at? Huh. All of a sudden, you know, this. who's going to replace Jason Witten? Well, there you go. Uh, and then you talk about Zeke Elliott. You know, he, he rushed for about 150 yards on the ground, a couple, a, a, a touchdown, caught the ball well out of the backfield, picked up blitzing blockers. He did he did his job, mixed Pollard in there. When you look at them, they just look right. <sighs> Defensively, offensively, they just look like a team to be reckoned with. And I know a lot of people are waiting for the bottom to fall out of the Dallas Cowboys because they are used to seeing the Dallas Cowboys have a few Ooh. games and then struggle. And plus, the Cowboys are hate. Even though people love America's team, there's a lot of people that hate America's team. They don't like the owner. They don't like the swag. They don't like that they're talked about, and no matter what their record is, they're on a Sunday, a Monday, and a Thursday night football game. I mean, it's just, it just that is who the Dallas Cowboys are. They created Jerry's World. All of the things that go with people hating you because of those things, but now they're one of the top three or four teams in all of the NFC. I mean, it's fluid, right? You can go Green Bay. You can go Arizona. The Rams had a stinker against Arizona, so a lot of people like, are the Rams real? Yeah, the Rams are still real. Seattle bounced back. You got that, right? You look at those sort of teams right there, and you say to yourself, hmm, do the Cowboys belong? Absolutely they belong. You see, I see the ceiling for the Cowboys being high, chance to be in that Super Bowl conversation if they keep trending in that direction. But I'll tell you why yesterday was a, it was a big day for me, Max. So I'm at home with the wife. My daughter uh, you know, has a little bit of a cold, and we're trying to get everybody ready for her birthday party. Her birthday party is October 10th, right? She turns three. Three, okay. Like she turned th- three, October 10th. And as I'm sitting there yesterday going through all the games and I'm watching the Cowboys and I'm watching the Giants, I'm like, oh, man, like this. What, what, a, what Cowboys find a way to win. They're ceiling so high. Giants find a way to win after being down, going into the fourth, come back. Game goes in overtime, find a way to win. I, I love it. I'm like, wow, 10-10. That's when the Giants and the Cowboys meet. And here I am thinking that the Giants are going to be out of the conversation Turning in the wrong direction, go back to the offsides call. But just the way they played, you talk about looking right. Daniel Jones looked right yesterday as well. Saquon Barkley looked right. Obviously, there's still some questions around the Giants, but that's a game where you winning, yeah, Key's yawning. That's fine. No, I'm not yawning. But winning on the road, homecoming for the Saints in that particular situation for the Giants, I look forward to 10 10. I am going to tie those points in together. Key, you mentioned without McCaffrey, it's different for Sam Darnold. Boy, it was different for Daniel Jones without Saquon. And every week, so you ready as to pay Saquon, him? nope. But every week, as Sa- but but We're I might be pay Saquon. I, I might be. No, I'm talking about either guy. Let's okay. see. Saquon's got to stay healthy. Daniel Jones got to be consistent. 
But the more healthy Saquon gets, the better Daniel Jones looks. That's not coincidental. When you have a back Are you at, ready to pay him who though? can catch out of the backfield, run, do all spectacular things as Saquon can do, as McCaffrey can do, makes the quarterback are you, better. Are you ready to pay Who's him? Saquon, Saquon Barkley. No. Are you ready to pay Daniel I mean, I Jones? Wanted to get are you ready to pay Daniel Jones? No. But you you don't like paying running backs, but if Saquon Barkley gave you what he gave you, and he, he played well. He only had 52 yards on the ground, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. They didn't give him a lo- enough carries to get enough yards. More touches he gets, better yeah, he more does. touches yes. he gets, yards. But based on cutting back, catching the ball out of the backfield, cutting back against the ground, just everything, him. are you not ready to start to talk conversations about it? He looks healthy, and maybe we need to, because whoever the quarterback is going to be in the future, they got to have a running back. Here's Remember pro- what I say. There's no quarterback in this league without a running game. Here, no doubt. Here's the problem with Saquon. I want him to get his money, understand. But the fact is with running back contracts, you're always – all these teams are always paying for what the dude already did. Because when you actually look at the deal, the girly contract, mistake. That is a mistake. McCaffrey, you hope that's not a mistake, but he hasn't been healthy since he got paid. Not, not to say he got paid, now he's hurt. No. But they use you up those first couple years, and then – if you get money, it's it's for stuff you did, See, not stuff girly, you're going to do. The girly contract wasn't a mistake to me. In retrospect, because, I mean. because they got what they needed, which was to get to a Super Bowl. If they could have won the Super Bowl, yeah, but they didn't need to give him the contract to get there. Well, not, not no. He was due. He was just contract. He was due. They had to pay him because he was an important part of them getting to the Super Bowl. I hate so to if say you it. don't pay him, if you don't pay him, you may not get to the Super Bowl. He, I hate to say it the team that handled the running back situation right. And that's why I think there should be an exception in the, in the CBA for running backs to, to get them paid was Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell, who was the best back in the game for a number of years. But they were like, look, we're not going to pay you for and what you did. they ain't been did. the same since. No doubt, but it's not because of Le- because that's because Le'Veon aged out of it. Not no, because they Le- didn't pay him. Le'Veon Bell only fit in a certain type of system because of his patient running style. So you say it's a mistake to let him go. It was a mistake for Pittsburgh not to pay him and let him go. If they would have kept him, if they'd have kept him, his style of play, his patience would have got that running game going to a whole nother level those two years that he was missing. But they decided not to pay him. He came to the Jets. The Jets didn't know. The Jets don't even know what to do with you right now. If they, if they had you, if they told you, hey, extension. Max, but they'd give you an extension. Like, and, it's like, come and on. And, Max, if, if you can't find a better quarterback in the marketplace and your, your game plan is to stay with a guy like Daniel Jones, then you definitely pay him, right, because it makes a difference. Are you paying him? Who? Daniel Jones. Sa- I'm waiting on that. Saquon, you paying him? Yes. I, I'm probably going to pay – I'm probably going to – start the conversations with my owners about looking at how we can maybe get something done with the running back, not so much with the quarterback. Yes. Yet. Exactly. Yet. Yet. Yes. Yet. The quarterback got to do a little bit more. 1,000%. Only thing I needed to see from the running back that he was healthy. Yeah, but I now, now I got to see him. I hate to say it. You got to see him stay healthy. Yeah, McCaffrey but most guys. hasn't stayed healthy. But most guys, McCaffrey's injuries are soft tissue injuries. Okay, Gurley most, hasn't stayed healthy. But that's ACLs, knees, that's different. Most running backs or most players in general at certain positions do not re-injure their ACLs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very seldom you see a guy re-injure his ACL, the same knee. You know, yeah, maybe the other knee goes or whatever the case is because it's compensation, uh, compensation or something like that. But you're not going to see him re-tear the same knee. Saquon's looking healthier and healthier as the year goes on. Rex Don't Ryan. Don't pay him, though. 
Rex Ryan has faced Tom Brady countless times. So what did he make of Bill Belichick's game plan against the GOAT? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I don't understand. Oh, Rex I, Ryan. I really need Rex to explain something to me at some point, too. Yeah, well, he's going to give us the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, guys. I want, I want you, without, without spending all the time on it, Rex, explain something to me. Why is it that offensive-minded guru coaches, offenses are horrible, but the defenses are always carrying them, and why is it the defensive-minded coaches can't ever figure out the offense? <laughs> well, I don't know where you're coming from with that, uh, Keyshawn, because I was a great <laughs> offensive coach. You know what's funny? I will always say this. You know, I did lead the league in rushing about five of those years, but we didn't lead the league in wins. Uh, but So, yeah, but apparently I can't figure it out. But it is funny, though, isn't it? We had Brian Billick when I was with, with Baltimore. So he comes in with like the second greatest offense, most prolific offense ever. But at least Brian was smart enough to say, you know what? Forget this, man. We're going to run the ball and let this defense roll. Like, if we scored 10 points, we'd win the game. Yeah. Like, that's how crazy it was. Billick is the perfect example of that. Well, Billick is the perfect example Well, well, okay, so before we move on, you talk about Brian Billick. Rex brought it up. It's easy as hell to call offensive plays when I got Robert Smith, Jake Reed, Chris Carter, 
Randy Dam Moss, I think Glover was their tight end at the time. It's easy in Minnesota to call Steve, offensive plays. Yeah, I don't know. Was it him or Steve Jordan? I don't remember. It was even one of the it, two. One of the one two. One of the two. Yeah. And man, Randall come Cunningham on, man. Randall Cunningham letting it rip. You're saying some guys get reputations as offensive gurus because of the personnel? I just, I, I just want to know. He, I would be an offensive guru if I had Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, any of these dudes. I'd be like, yeah, that's me. I'd have a visor <laughs> on, too, me. like these dudes. <laughs> I'm like, it drives me crazy. To that point, Bill Belichick for 20 years dominated the AFC East, a division without many quarterbacks in it, right, right. during that run, with Tom Brady. Now he's finding yeah. out how the other – not how the other half, how the other everyone else lives, right? Right. I mean, but you know what's crazy in that game? That, all right, we, we know they had minus one yards rushing, right? But he put the entire game on the back of a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, that was crazy. And, and his defense, of course. But it was like, my gosh, like, he's not there yet. Like, you know, now, he did hit 19 passes in a row. For what? How, how far did that ball travel? He's smart yards. enough to know, I better not throw it down the field with this kid Screens, yet. Boom, boom, but... It was it was a great performance by him, but you're right, dude. I mean, he's the greatest of all time, but it kind of helps when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. Like, I would have killed for that. I, I mean, just, you know, but you keep searching. You keep doing all that stuff. Key, how about my quarterback with the Jets and the Giants? Like, I want Daniel Jones back. I, I, I gave up on him, but that was my son. Okay. I'm the only one that liked him when he came out. <laughs> all right? Literally. And he's playing like, but if you have a decent quarterback, you got a chance to win. I remember when a great story, Peyton Manning, all right, so he sits out that year, mm-hmm. free agent, and they drop, you know, whatever. He's free agent. I remember sitting there telling Woody Johnson and Mike Tannenbaum, I'm like, because everybody's sitting around, what do, we, what do we do? Do we take a run? You know, we got Mark Sanchez. We're good at quarterback, whatever. All right, that's debatable. I get it. But I'm like, oh, hell yes. I don't care what we have to give up. This is what I told him. I, I don't care what we have to give up. We will always be in the playoffs if we have Peyton Manning. And honestly, I believe that. And, you know, now he decides just, he doesn't want to play with, you know, uh, in New York because of his brother Eli being here. Man, oh, man. Yeah, man, was, you, just, you just brought back a bunch of bad memories to Jet fans, I'm sure. Right now. Yeah, yeah, probably so. And by the way, Key, you owe you. I mean, what would you have done to have, forget about Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, just like a competent quarterback for, for a number of years. That'd be a great guy, just a competent guy throughout your whole career. Consistency. Well, it helps. I mean, it, it helps to, to know that a guy is handing you the football when he's throwing it to you. If you got a guy that handoffs, like when I had Vinny Testaverde in 1998, there was no quarterback better in the National Football League. I don't give a damn what nobody tell you than Vinny Testaverde in 1998. He was really good. Period. Yeah. Oh, man. And so when you look at that, that's easy for receivers to have. You ain't got to twist, you ain't got to turn, you ain't got to jump, you ain't got to worry about your ribs being exposed by his defenders. you like, oh, I'm getting ready to do what I need to do. Hit the dude on well, his steps. How about this, Max? But How about when it's not easy because your quarterback can't get the ball there? Like Big Ben can't get the ball there. What do you do in Pittsburgh? Like, what, What's your solution in Pittsburgh? Well, first off, how about the play calling? Like when we're seeing on fourth down, somebody else, I don't care who's calling plays, Mike Tomlin needs to step in and say, I'm going to call these plays. Let's at least get get the uh, the depth of getting a first down on fourth down, that would help. How many times have we seen him check the ball down? Najee Harris, it's fourth and ten. Fourth and ten. It's not second and ten. It's not third and ten. It's fourth and ten, and they're throwing a flat pass to Najee Harris. It's just, I mean, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So let's start that way. The other thing is, too, this offensive line is not great. 
Big Ben's an older quarterback, doesn't want to take those type of hits. I mean, man, oh, man, they brought in a new offensive coordinator. I thought things were supposed to change, be able to run the football a little bit. We haven't seen that. Let me, ask, Kennedy, let me, yeah. let me ask you this, though. Going all the way back to – and I'm asking you this because I have a relationship with this particular coach. Did they make a mistake several years ago moving Todd on Haley. from Todd Haley? Absolutely. That's what I thought. Absolutely. Todd Haley – Damn his personality. I, I don't care that, that a lot of people don't like Todd Haley. Whatever. So what? I mean, I'm telling you, he can coach. Ben was having and, his best years. Oh, he was having great years. And then they move on from just because – like, okay, he's hard to like. Okay, who cares? At least you're winning. And and that was the thing. But, you know, but Ben's part of that problem. Ben wanted his, his quarterback coach, whatever, to, to have that kind of role. And it's easy to move on. But here's the thing. I'd rather be successful on Sunday yeah. than ha- enjoy myself Monday through Saturday. Yeah. And I yeah. think that was it. I don't care. His personality is what it is. I, I actually like, you know, Todd Haley. But to me – it, it, yes, 100%. I care more about bedside manner than results. Absolutely. They care more about bedside manner than results. Um, we, we're talking about which team impressed the most on Sunday. Cardinals, ooh. Cowboys. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who was the most impressive team on Sunday? Well, I thought the, the Cardinals, to me, because I just sat here last week and said, the yeah. best team yeah. in the NFL was the LA Rams. Yeah. The most complete team. They got smashed. And the way... Cliff Kingsbury did it. He pounded the football. Yeah, I was going to say, he actually ran the ball more. 200-some yards rushing. So they weren't just winging it all over. They were being they were being physical. We've never seen that out of the Cardinals. If they stay this way, yeah. we'll watch out. But it is hard to put them over Dallas because that performance was impressive also. Yeah, Dallas is getting better defensively and clearly offensively. We know what they got skill-wise with the receivers and running back. They found a tight end. It's like... They they could be, they could be the team representing depending on how things shake out the NFC. I like that Cooper yeah. trade more and more in retrospect. Like he usually, he almost always beats his man. Right? You gotta if you're single cover Cooper, it's a problem usually. Yeah. And now you got CD Lamb and you got the tight end and you got the running game. It's a lot. They found like, Cedric Wilson. Yeah, and they, and the funny thing, those two guys you mentioned, you know Cooper and CD Lamb, they only had five catches in that game. Yeah, like but it just shows you. They don't need everybody. No. Like they don't. They don't need to have monster games out of those guys to still be a, more than effective. And, and it is scary because we all know they have some serious weapons. I think Cooper had a little bit of a hamstring too. Probably why his numbers were down a little bit. Mm. Yeah, you can get more from Rex and Bart Scott on the Organized Chaos podcast. Uh, there you is, go, man. That's right. It's a little organized, not much. But it is Bart and I, so it's a <laughs> There's chaos for right sure. There. Chaotic Definitely yes, chaos. chaos for sure with <laughs> you and Bartley. And, but, and it's just organized enough. Just organized enough. That's it. I, by the way, I was impressed with my Giants. I don't care what anyone says. They hey, Daniel Jones, man. Daniel Jones, I got to give it to him. Like, he had 400 some yards passing against the Saints. Deshaun, Jay, Will, and Max. Much more uh, next on ESPN Radio and ESPN Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.